Hey, what's going on, guys? It's DK back at you with another video here to break down the Thursday night football shot on site. We got the Jags and we got the Saints. Once again, a million dollars up top. This is your first time watching a cover content for player pop sites like Price Picks, Underdog, Parlay Play. If you guys are not on Parlay Play, you can use the link down below for a $100 deposit match bonus, or you can use the code DKDFS. But it's a player pop site where uh, they offer a lot of different sports and you can win up to 75x your money. So, you guys want to give it a try link is down below also cover content for dfs obviously uh nfl and nba covering the preseason and honestly just had one of the best weeks uh i've, I've had in a while uh for my gambling career for uh both uh dfs and for player pop stuff so we can quickly recap that um this was the last week for me for nba uh preseason so uh 220% ROI uh $3500 profit and again this is over the last week uh since 10 9 to 9 to 10 16 uh, so just an insane run there for NBA DFS. And then for uh, props, it's been the same too. Uh, about 170% ROI on NBA preseason uh, plus 40 units. Oh, this is just in the last week, October 9th to the 15th. So like I said, it's been an insane, an absolute insane run that I've been on for NBA preseason. NFL's been solid too. Uh, we went 7-4 in props for uh, the weekend. Um, and then cash and Sunday night football did not cash last night. And honestly, was very, very tilted about it. Also, if you guys are looking uh, or curious what this is, this is Roto Tracker, where uh, you upload your drafting stuff or FanDuel and it tracks, uh, again, your ROI, profit, all that good stuff. So um, that is Roto Tracker. I know a couple people asked me about that. But yeah, last night was so, so tilting. I had Gallup, 27 targets, three catches, multiple deep balls. So, so tilting. I had Tony Pollard in the captain. Dako overthrows him in the end zone. I also had Austin Eckler tackled up the one. So... I did not cash, but I was, you know, just like, ugh, a couple of different breaks and I could have had a huge night. Um, so that was a little bit frustrating, but that's the recap of everything. Hope you guys have had a good last few days and uh, yeah, let's talk about this slate. So quickly, let's um, take a look at the spread right now. So currently about a one point spread, the Saints are favored playing at home and total points uh, right now for this game is... Uh, relatively low, low scoring or projected to be low scoring 39 and a half average odds. Again, what you guys are looking at is the odds jam sportsbook screen, where if you wanted to bet on the game, it would give you the book that offers the best odds. Uh, so if you guys are interested in that, you can use the link down below, uh, or the code DKDFS for 25% off your first month. All right. So let's get into the player by player breakdown. Let's start off with the Jacksonville side. And at the top, you got Travis Etienne at 10.2 K. I think a very safe play. Uh, you know, I, I really thought that Tank Bigsby was going to have uh, a bigger role this year. He has not. Travis Etienne played 51 of the 64 snaps last week. He ran 20 routes. So involved in the passing game, getting a you know, healthy amount of targets and getting a, a healthy amount of carries as well. I mean, he's averaging like 20 plus touches over the last four games. So I think he's a very safe play. Now, obviously, it's not necessarily the best matchup against the Saints. But uh, yeah, I think Etienne is a very, very safe player there at the top. Trevor Lawrence. Now, he, he's limited with the knee. It sounds like he's going to play if you kind of read the description. Um, back of quarterback, C.J. Beathard has himself said that it's very likely that Lawrence starts. So it'll be interesting to see what the ownership is on Trevor Lawrence. Now, we talked about this the last show on how I thought Dak was going to be much lower owned than Herbert, and I prefer Dak for that reason um, because, you know, people were kind of box score watching, right? Dak ended up being a lot lower owned, and I believe, I want to say Dak outscored him because he had the rushing touchdown. But it'll be interesting to see what the questionable tag does to Trevor Lawrence ownership, right? Will that lower his ownership? If that's the case, I'm way more willing to play. If he's still going to be pretty popular, 
um, and he has, you know, that the knee injury is a little bit concerning, then I'm more willing to fade. So again, with, with something like with someone like Trevor Lawrence and what I want to do in the show on slate, it'll kind of depend on uh, where the ownership is projected for him. Uh, but yeah, reasonable price point. Uh, again, the Jags offense does have a ceiling. I mean, we've, we've kind of had a subpar start to the year for Lawrence. He's averaging like, what, 16 fancy points per game. So we'll monitor his status, but I assume he will be able to go. As far as the two top receivers go, Ridley and Kirk. So I think Ridley has the higher ceiling. I think Kirk has the higher floor. Zay Jones, I do not expect to play. He was non-participant. He's their wide receiver three. So we'll talk about these secondary receivers in a bit. But as far as the main two guys here for Jacksonville, so 51 of the 64 snaps last week for Ridley and Christian Kirk played 45 of the 64. And I expect those two to play majority of the game. I do think, again, Ridley's running those deeper routes. I think he has the higher ceiling but a little bit more boomer bust that we've seen from him, right? 27 points week one, 23 points week five. Other than that, he's been like sub 10 fancy points. Where Christian Kirk may not have as high of a ceiling, but a much higher floor, right? 13, 14, 16, 15. So kind of depends what you're playing. I think Kirk is the much better cash play. I think Ridley is probably the better GPP play. But again, ownership will will come into to what I want to do with these two Jags receivers. Again, Kirk higher floor. I think Ridley has the higher ceiling. Now, Evan Ingram, I think it's a very safe play too. You know, he's been averaging like very consistent, right? Averaging like seven, eight targets a week, uh, averaging you know, close to 10 fancy points. Uh, you know, should get a bit of a bump with Zay Jones out. We kind of saw no one really benefit a ton with Zay Jones being out. They ran like three wide receivers, uh, Cooks, Tim Jones, Jamal Agnew played a little bit. And they did run a couple, uh, you know, more two tight end sets, Bretton Strange, uh, Luke Farrell. So, um, there was not one specific person that, that really benefited with Zay Jones being out. But Evan Ingram, I think, again, very, very safe play. Reasonable price point for him is a guy that can look to in the red zone. McManus, no real strong takes in the kickers. Uh, 4.8K is a little pricey for a kicker, but totally fine with it. Jags D, 3.8K. I mean, I think both the kickers and the defenses are firmly in play on this slate. Uh, low total game. Uh, again, ownership will be interesting to see where the ownership comes in on these defenses. But um, I'm fine with both defenses. Jags at 3.8K is a reasonable price. Again, Zay Jones, right now, I'm not expecting him to play since he was a non-participant. Um, but with that being said, so here's what happened last week. You saw Jamal Agnew play 20 snaps, ran 16 routes. So he's probably my favorite complete punt play for the Jags. Tim Jones, 13 snaps, five routes. Elijah Cooks, 10 snaps, three routes, right? And those would be the the other receivers for Jacksonville. Agnew's 400, Jones is 200, Elijah Cooks is 200. So of that group, Agnew uh, is only $200 more and has ran way more routes. So he would be the punt player look to for the Jags if if there's no uh, Zay Jones. And then they did run two tight ends. Again, Brent Strange, 34 snaps, 10 routes. Luke Farrell, 29 snaps, nine routes. Both those guys are viable. I think Strange... Yeah, Strange did have a touchdown, two catches on three targets. And then Luke Farrell is the other tight end that did run some routes as well. So you do have some viable punt plays down here for the Jags. And then Tank Bigsby was the other guy I wanted to mention. 2.2K, 17 snaps, ran seven routes last game. I mean, right now he's averaging like two to three touches a game. So playable, but again, don't love it. You did see, uh, who was it? Dearness Johnson played two snaps, ran one route. But yeah, I would just rather take the shot on Bigsby for a little bit more. Um, I think that's all I wanted to mention, though, for the Jags. Let's move on to the Saints. Okay, so for the Saints, Alvin Kamara at the top. Um, last week, he played 66 of the 82 snaps and 33 routes. So basically acting as a bow cow right now, heavily involved in the passing game. Um, eight targets here, 14 targets here. Uh, I think of the two backs, I do give the edge to Kamara over ETN. 
But I, I still like Etienne, and like I said, it'll be interesting to see where the ownership lands on those two guys. But I think Kamara uh, looking you know, straight up is just the better overall play between the two running backs. The top two receivers, you got Olave at 9K, Michael Thomas at 7K. So Olave, I think, has a bit of a higher ceiling than Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas ran 68 of the 82, uh, played 68 of the 82 snaps, ran 50 routes. And Chris Olave played 72 of the 82 snaps, ran 55 routes. So 9K for Olave. Again, a guy getting a little bit more targets right now than Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is 7K, uh, still getting a fair amount of targets as well. He's been pretty consistent. I haven't really seen the big game from Michael Thomas, where Olave is a guy that you know can blow the blow the top off a of slate. So I like the ceiling a little bit more with Olave. I think Michael Thomas is a pretty safe option. Don't love him, don't hate him. Thomas, uh, I believe, is yet to score. Um, yeah, he's yet to score a touchdown. You know, he is a guy that they could look to in the red zone. So. One of these weeks, Michael Thomas will score. And if he does, like he he is a guy that, you know, can give you 15 to, to 20 fantasy points. But yeah, I think straight up, I prefer Olave. Factoring in salary, it is pretty close with those two wide receivers. And then you got Derek Carr, 8.8K. Again, it's kind of been meh, subpar. I mean, that's what Derek Carr is. He's just a very average quarterback, right? Uh, so I don't really have any strong takes. It is a, a bit of a cheap price point, sub 9K for a quarterback, where Trevor Lawrence is 9.6K. So maybe it's a little bit easier to get to Carr, but um, yeah, uh, I think he's a relatively safe option there. And now the question with this slate, the shutdown slate is, what do we do with Taysom Hill? I mean, wild stuff last week. Seven catches and eight targets for Taysom Hill. One rush attempt as well. He played a lot. 49 of the 82 snaps. He ran 37 routes for Taysom Hill. The week before for Taysom Hill, because um, I was curious, I want to see like what was his snaps look like the week before. The week before, he only played 28 of the 72 snaps and ran 13 routes. But this week, I mean, he just ran an insane amount of routes. 37 routes for Taysom Hill. I don't know if I can, I don't know if we can expect that again, but I mean, I just, I don't know what to do. I just wish he wasn't on the show. I, I don't like guys like Taysom Hill and showdown slates because he's just like the gadget guy that I'm like, hey, he's pricey too. But if he's going to run a lot of routes and still get carries, you got to consider him. So, I don't know. I'm really torn on what I want to do with Taysom Hill. He's a guy that can get carries. He can throw the ball and he can catch the ball clearly after what we saw last week was seven catches. So yeah, I, mean, I don't know what to do with Taysom Hill at the price point. I'll be totally honest with you guys. Saints D a five, four. Um, no, uh, we'll see how the ownership comes in in between the two defenses. I think straight up, I would rather play the Saints defense, but they're also like $2,000 more than the Jags defense. Kicker is fine, and 5.2K is kind of pricey for a kicker. The DraftKings has slowly been pricing up the kickers. Now, Rashid Shahid at 5K, I do like a good amount. Um, he's a guy that I think is a very talented receiver, speedster, and his snaps have been going up. He played 62 of the 82 snaps, ran 46 routes. He caught a touchdown last week. Like, me personally, I'd rather play Shahid for cheaper over Taysom Hill, but I already know, like, Saints are getting down to like the one yard line. Kamara's going to get tackled to the one, and then just going to plow it in with Taysom Hill to tilt me. But uh, yeah, Rashid, Rashid Shahid, I think, is a really good play there at 5K. Snaps have been increasing on him steadily throughout the year. And again, a guy with big play upside, too. Now, Foster Moreau, he's 3.2K. You got two other tight ends here for the Saints. Moreau played 39 snaps, ran 15 routes. Jimmy, Dusty Jimmy Graham, 14 snaps, ran five routes. So Moreau, 3.2K. And don't love the price point on him. I guess he's playable. Kendra Miller has been spelling um, Alvin Kamara. I've been playing the backup running back position. He played 18 snaps, ran 11 routes. I think of the backup running backs with him and Tank Bigsby, I think I would give the edge to Kendra Miller over Tank Bigsby. 
Uh, what else? Again, we mentioned Dusty Jimmy Graham. He's complete dust, but he did play a little bit, so you can consider him in a large hill tournament. He did run five routes. What else? Um, oh, wide receiver four. So wide receiver four was Keith Kirkwood. He played 15 snaps, ran 10 routes. Viable punt. Wide receiver five was Lynn Bowden. Nine snaps, two routes. Would we'll just rather go to Kirkwood, who um, ran 5x amount of snaps as Bowden. Uh, JP Holtz played one snap, zero routes. Uh, I think that's, yeah, that's basically it. That's all I wanted to mention for the Saints. So, oh, oh we do have to keep an eye on uh, Juwan Johnson, too. Forgot to mention that. So, he's been banged up. Uh, he's missed the last couple of games. He isn't uh, taking part in Tuesday's walkthrough practice. So, we'll keep an eye on that. If Juwan Johnson plays, then I, st- then I expect the snaps to go way down on, on those other tight ends, especially Taysom Hill. Like, we can look here. What was... Let's go to like week two. That was I don't know. I forget when I forget when Juwan Johnson got injured in week three. We'll just go to week two. It was a competitive game, and I think he played like the entire game. So in that week, Juwan Johnson played sixty-two of the seventy-seven snaps. Taysom Hill played thirty-one of the seventy-seven. So um, I think Juwan Johnson would be a good value if he plays. But right now, it doesn't look. It doesn't sound like he's going. All right, guys, so that's going to wrap up the video. Um, if you do enjoy these breakdowns, just make sure to let me know. Uh, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Leave a comment if you'd like. Really appreciate the support. As always, good luck, and see you guys all in the next video.